Welcome to this season two episode of the Me Sweet podcast. I'm your host, Donna Peters. I am a career coach for people who want a life, who want to live with what I call a Me Sweet mindset. Just like leaders in the C suite, we need to do three things well in our own personal lives. First, letting our personal core values guide our decisions. Second, keeping our day to day life running smoothly. And third, staying fresh and relevant for the future that we wish to have. Here, our guests balance the aspirational with the practical by sharing tips on what we can start doing differently on Monday to lead our lives with a me sweet mindset. The number one thing I've learned is that people are amazing if you give them a chance to tell their unique stories. So let's get in there. On today's episode of the Me Suite, we are interviewing Lakshmi Nadarajan. And the first time I met her years ago when we were working together, I said to myself, be good to Lakshmi because she will be your boss someday. This is an amazing human. Lakshmi was born in India and raised in New Jersey. She is married to Kailash and has two beautiful daughters, Shaila and Shriya. I had a chance to go to their wedding. It was my first traditional Indian wedding, and it fired on all senses. It was just absolutely stunning, an amazing experience. What is really interesting about Lakshmi for the Me Suite is the way she's been so thoughtful about balancing this extremely successful career as a former corporate executive, now as the owner and founder of two businesses, and then, of course, raising two very young daughters, even in a more complex environment now um, as we are schooling through COVID. So I've asked Lakshmi to come into the Me Suite to talk about how she is balancing it all. And I want to start where we do always with core values and first welcome Lakshmi Nadarajan. Thank you, Donna. Thank you for having me and uh, being a part of my journey over the last decade. Let's start with core values, Lakshmi. What are yours? And I'm embarrassed that I don't know this answer already. And if I had a do-over, I would have asked you this question a long, long time ago. Thanks for asking. And as I thought about it, I recognize over the years, while I have evolved and my life has evolved, I realized that my core values are the same over the years. And I'm going to say they're a mix of three words. Okay. So it's a noun, it's an adjective, and a verb. Okay. So I'll start off with the noun, um, the people that I love. Mm -hmm. The adjective is growth in all aspects of my life. And then the verb is experiencing the world. Okay. So why don't I dive in if you don't mind a little deeper on that? Yeah, I'm also loving that you knew the grammar to say that they were nouns, verbs, and adjectives. So you're probably doing really well with that homeschooling thing right now. I, I am. And I have to say, Donna, you helped with that grammar in our consulting days of proper uh, typing with two spaces after a period. I learned that from you. Oh, yeah. That's still a debate, though, out in the industry, though. I, 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 some people would go to the mat with me on that one. Of course. Yeah. But please, please, I do want to hear about them. Tell me about them. Sure. So first and foremost, family and friends too. So I'll just say people I love. Mm -hmm. No matter how challenging work demands were or where I was around the world with significant business travel, I always made time for those I love. And it's not just my husband and children as they came later in my life, but just even my, my immediate family and a lot of my friends. I just recall a time I was working in London. This is um, pre-consulting days. I was on a um, one-year assignment there. Mm -hmm. And I literally flew back to the U.S. on back-to-back -back weekends 
for a friend's wedding and my cousin's uh, high school graduation. And that didn't really make sense when you think about the time difference and time zones, but it just made sense to do that for my family. I didn't even think twice of what that would mean from my experience, my jet lag, and really being committed to work as well. It just was the natural sense to me to do that. Yeah. And then over the years, I think I just got used to the travels and consulting was just a natural career growth. And having that weekly schedule of Monday before sunrise and Thursday after sunset home return. And even no matter what in those times, I just always made time every weekend. We had family Saturday or Sunday and really spent time together as a family doing something together or just being at my parents' house. And, you know, fast forward to being a mother, I still had a traveling job. I somehow took the girls on my business trips. Wow. If it was a longer duration of time and my mother was my nanny at the time. Okay. And, you know, even if I did not take them on business trips, I just made sure to do whatever I could with my schedule to accommodate getting home as soon as possible and just optimize my time on the road. So core values. The second one is growth. And I look at growth from personal and professional. So my personal journey, I would say my biggest growth over the years has been in a cultural aspect. I have Mm -hmm. really um, reconnected with my cultural and ethnic background. I've traveled to India over the years growing up as a child into adulthood, but I really found myself not only going through my journey in evolving myself, but sharing that with others, Uh bringing my culture into the workforce, um, being a part of inspiring others and having mentees and sharing that. And that's a huge growth because that's not something I did when I was younger in bringing everyone on my journey, but being able to share that in the professional world. Yeah. Um, and finally, experiencing the world. I have always had um, a natural desire and uh, it fuels my energy to experience the world and the people of the world. And I always sought careers and um, corporations that had a global presence yeah. and really valued diverse experiences and how, you know, traveling and learning about people around the world can really impact how you service your clients and their respective customers. Yeah. Yeah. I saw this firsthand working with you. I learned what Diwali was from you. I learned about that holiday from you. And then of course I had the beautiful wedding experience that I mentioned. And then we were working with global clients and there were often times when we would sit around the table and decide, well, who was going to go in for that particular client conversation? Send Lakshmi. Because Lakshmi never met an enemy. You never met anyone that you couldn't connect with in a meaningful way. It's a very special skill that you have. Thank you, Zana. So you recently have had a career pivot uh, that was just based on a lot of my interpretation, self-reflection and you know, th- thinking really sitting firmly in your core values. Can you share how you got to this new position and this new stage of your professional and personal development? Sure. So thinking about um, over the last many years and maybe what was lacking that I just assumed was always in my decision-making, it's me. When you think Mm -hmm. of the me suite, it's that me aspect. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is um, I had a moment about 10 years ago where one of my managers asked me to draw this pie and all the things that I value in life in the pie. Okay. It was broken out in many different ways. Okay. But what was not in the pie was me. And Oh, it interesting. 
time for myself, time to reflect, time to invest in things that I enjoy. But I, I gain so much enjoyment and fulfillment uh -huh. from all the other aspects of the pie. But what about yeah. me? And at times I found myself just, you know, my, my mental and physical health not as optimal as it can be. And so what I recognized this last year is really focusing on me. And I, um, you know, felt that I just wasn't, the, we use the term work-life balance. Mm -hmm. There was no balance. Yeah. The pendulum was always leaning towards one way. And mm -hmm. I felt that I was fading, which mm -hmm. leads into failure. Okay. And, you know, thank God it wasn't a, a big breakdown physically, but I saw the signs. They were clear for me to reprioritize what's most important. What keeps everything going mm. in my life is me. Yes. My children need me. There's a dependency. My husband needs me. My family needs me. My you know colleagues professionally need me. But if I'm not the best me, yeah. then how could I be? Any, I don't show up anywhere 100%. Yeah. So over the last year, I am a better version of me because mm -hmm. I started to believe in me and prioritize me. Yeah. Can you give me an example of what main thing you started doing differently? Sure. So something that I just started actually during our time of our pandemic, I just really wanted to reach out to making sure people were okay. So I... Mm. I thought it was a great time to reflect and appreciate those that have been a part of my life journey, mm -hmm. whether that was, you know, corporate colleagues, mentors, um, people I work with and for, or just even friends that you just often don't have time to connect with. So I started keeping a weekly journal. I think daily is hard to commit to okay. for anybody, but weekly is something that I knew I could commit to of, of gratitude. And thing, and the gratitude really focusing on what I've learned, things I want to remember from my life experience. And that then spurred me connecting with someone differently. Uh -huh. And it's amazing that when you reach out to someone you haven't spoken to in a month, a year or years, it's just an immediate response that comes. And I have so much pleasure in reconnecting with people and hearing where they are in their life journey mm -hmm. and vice versa. And you just continue to strengthen not only my network of people I know, but it strengthens who I am mm -hmm. and helps me recognize something different about me. Again, with the theme around me, we all go through our life journeys, learn more about ourselves. The greatest learning I gain about myself is from connecting with others yeah. and having that perspective. Yeah, you get a lot of energy from other people, but you give a lot of energy back. I can only imagine how wonderful it was for those people to have heard from you when you were doing your gratitude reach outs. That feels wonderful to be on the receiving end of that. Thank you. And it just reminds me of something for decades. I, it's a Maya Angelou quote. Mm. People will never forget how you make them feel. I love and it. That is what I think the pandemic has really brought everyone together in that reconnecting point and just making people feel really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that that's your core strength. Thank you, Donna. I would like for you to share with the listeners a little bit about your businesses that you have founded. Sure. So it's, I, you know, again, thus journey to date really inspired me to be where I am. I have been programmed in the corporate world is the world I've known. And what an amazing world of so many life learnings and meeting wonderful people. Mm -hmm. I always just thought, you know, what else is out there? And I came to the point where I didn't want to wake up 20 years from now and wonder what if, mm. because 
you know, seizing the moment is what it's all about. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. Mm -hmm. So I founded two businesses aligned to two things that I absolutely love that fuel my energy. And it shouldn't be a surprise based on what you've heard I said is (laughs) one thing really around, you know, working with people. So I founded a management consulting company, which helps clients really help deliver on their company's mission. I really appreciate collaborating in teams and helping companies on that mission. And the other area, which is my life's passion, is around raising inclusive global citizens. So um, that company is called Travel Plus Them. We just launched our website recently and really focusing on two angles. It's helping families experience the world if Mm -hmm. they choose to travel with their children, but also being able to raise global citizens from home. Yes. Yeah. I had a chance to study this website and it's beautiful and very inspiring and has lots of ideas for what to be doing now when our travel abilities are really, really limited and some really fun, fresh ideas for what to be doing with children right now, looking for some fun educational opportunities to expand their minds. It's very creative, very well done. Absolutely. And it's, I think traveling is a great way that there's Mm -hmm. nothing to replace seeing the world, but Mm -hmm. we're in a time where the future generation especially needs to learn about Mm. the diversity of the world, the people. And so much of that can come from home, from very organic, natural discussions to exposing their children to create something, Donna, that you have in your core values is curiosity and respect. It really comes from learning and recognizing there's a world outside our home and our city. And a lot of that can be done from home and really helping that next generation. Yeah, that's very amazing. I'm going to have information on your businesses in the show notes. Could you say the names again and and share how people could find them? Sure. So Excelador and Travel Plus Them, both of these names actually were created by my children. Okay. So they have a very special meaning uh, Uh in my heart because they came up with the names and they're very, both of them are very passionate about the businesses. They consider it their own. That's amazing. I love that part of the story. So, you know, in the Me Suite, we talk about certainly lots of aspirational things, but we also get really practical for what could we be doing differently on Monday. What is your advice? Of all the things I would say, reflect and appreciate. And Mm. I do that by, you know, reflecting on my life and appreciation Mm -hmm. of all those have been part of my journey Mm -hmm. through keeping a journal on a weekly basis and also reaching out to those people that come to my mind as I reflect and drawing that connection. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's very Lakshmi. (laughs) That's perfect. So Lakshmi, you had this really insightful sharing about you. You were doing this diagram and there was no me in it. And in my mind, I thought that was kind of cute because your name is Lakshmi, but there was no me in the, you know, anyway. Um, And it made me think, How did you get there? And what advice do you have for somebody that might be listening that would think to themselves, if I drew that diagram right now, there would be no me in it? Right. So I I go to my foundation, which is, you know, my family, my parents, my brother, my husband, and so many other friends and mentors. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I recognize through this journey is having a voice. Okay. Right. So I'm a talker. Most people who know me know that. I'm also a Lux me, no. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And what I realized is being confident in your voice. Mm. And I, I'm saying this for your listeners to recognize. We're in a time where well, we're also on a lot of calls more than ever. So it's important for your voice to be heard. But mm-hmm. to speak up 
Mm. um, and not to hold back. And it's the times that we're in has also made me reflect on the injustice that's happening in the world for so many different reasons. And it's existed for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot more out in the forefront. And one of the things in reflecting in the past is, although I, I am a talker, there were times I was silenced whether that was a personal choice or I felt the environment that I was oh. in silenced what I wanted to communicate, whether okay. it was for myself or it was for others. Mm-hmm. And in reflection, I think for in life, regret is something that we all have, but there are times we mm-hmm. can avoid it. So I just advise people when you experience something or see someone else going through something that you don't believe is fair, it is... Mm. And you are, you want to say justice, use your voice. It's very empowering to speak. At times, it may lead to a favorable action. At times, it may be dismissed. At the end of the day, but you don't want to wonder what if. Okay. So definitely let your voice be heard, not only for yourself, but mm-hmm. for others, because it is that voice that can help make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. So shifting gears here, there was a moment in my life it might have even been about three years, Lakshmi, where I was spending more time with you than I was spending with my husband or other members of my family. Isn't that true? That's not hyperbole, right? I mean, waking hours, waking hours. Waking hours into the wee hours, but yes. Yes, I was spending more time with you than I was with others in my family. And maybe that was true for you too, if you were with me, right? (laughs) Although I never thought you had to sleep because you could get everything done. But anyway... Um, so I thought it might be fun if we had a little peek into that history, because I learned an awful lot from working with you. We did. We did. And I, I will say that everyone, I think at my wedding, which was about 600 people, knew that the minute you stood up for your speech, everyone said, that is the woman that Lakshmi's been spending more time with than her husband. There she is. So it is, it, it's a fact. And it also became just, everyone knew it was a a fun moment. Oh, heaven. 600 people at that wedding. (laughs) If I had known that, I might not have agreed to speak. That sounds intimidating. I reflect on that time with you a lot because it was a very pivotal moment for me. I had not yet made partner at the consulting firm where we worked, but boy, was I trying, right? And I I was going to knock down anything in my path to make partner. It was a very career aggressive time for me. Uh, It's also a project where the only time I had ever, ever been fired by a client, right? So it also was a time that was really shaking my confidence because a client had said, I love the team and I love everyone here, but not Donna. Uh, So I think about that time as being very influential in how I later uh, grew and learned uh, as as a leader and things that I would absolutely do over. May I ask you what that was like for you on the receiving end of my career aggressions? <laughs> Outside from spending more time with you than my fiance then to be <laughs> husband, um, were just all the talks that we had in, mm. we ate in our hotel lounge after during those happy hours. That was our dinner. Way we too just much spent cheese. a lot of time. We had a lot of conversation that you know, transcendent from client work into growth in life, which leads me to how I grew under your leadership. I think the few things, the two main things that really I learned, um, and I, when you reflect on what you were going through, it's interesting Mm -hmm. how you were able to teach me so many things during that time. The first one was around 
facilitator versus observer. Mm. Oftentimes, our consulting work really needs us to lead a room of dialogue. But what you taught me is sometimes you can be extremely powerful and influential without saying a word and being an observer. Mm. And that was definitely new to me because, again, being a, a someone who does like to talk and wanting to bring people to um, good understandings, it was interesting that to watch you in action, just observe and be silent, but yet that spoke volumes. Oh, that's interesting. I was wondering if that's contradictory to some advice you get about, well, don't be in the meeting if you're not going to say something. Oftentimes, you're, you can be powerful in just listening because what you're able mm-hmm. to do is receive that information and then engage with individuals one-on-one. Oh, because yeah. that moment may not have been the time to mm-hmm. use that voice, right? But mm-hmm. the voice is meant to be used at another time that can actually have greater impact. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's amazing that you took that away. Thank you for sharing it. And the second one was I, too, was in a journey of waiting on that promotion and uh, mm-hmm. working towards that. And so what you taught me to do is really, um, you know, we roll up our sleeves a lot, right? Even mm. if you are the leader on an, an engagement, you also have to roll up your sleeves and be a part of that team and do whatever needs to get done to have a successful project. So what you elevated me to do from being the, the doer to rolling up my sleeves into how do I collaborate and empower others on my team Mm -hmm. to elevate themselves to get the work done? It doesn't always have to be me. And the more senior you become as an executive level, it's great to know how to do the work, but your your bigger accomplishment comes from coaching and inspiring others and building that talent. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of the most uh, common challenges I have in my coaching practice, the people struggling with the topic of delegation and how do you know what is right to give other people to free yourself to focus on these other things? How do you do it in a way that isn't dumping crappy work on other people, uh, but but is actually helping everyone grow? It, it, it that's a really really difficult topic. I think that it's really hard to crack the nut on delegation as you move up your career. It's something that I coach on a lot. And I I don't know if it's it's a science where it's a one size fits all approach. No. I think it's absolutely an art. Yeah, And it goes back to what we talked about earlier is learning about others. Curiosity mm-hmm. is one of your core values. Mm-hmm. Seeking to understand enables a leader to understand an individual's strengths, things that they would like to do, things that they want to develop. And that then can help the um, you know, better delegator and coach mm-hmm. that individual. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you may recall a time where we had literally version 101 of an executive presentation. That was a oh, great presentation. So two learnings that came out of that was, the first thing is, I'm sure by version 50, we mm. had an amazing story articulated on paper and had prepped our teams appropriately. Mm-hmm. So it's probably diminishing returns when we went from 50 to 101. Um, but just to know that that's how thorough and how we strive for that level of perfection but at some point, it just became <laughs> moving the needle or changing a, a piece of color on a presentation. The next story came from, we learned after version 101, mm. that the main executive that was being presented to, he had color vision challenges. And so our tweaking of colors and shades 
probably did not have any relevance in that moment. So again, knowing your audience, it was right. a great learning for us to um, have invested a time. And I think in the midst of things, we intended to just never thought to ask certain questions, right. but to invest the time to know your audience so you can focus on what's most relevant yeah. versus what we were working on from 50 to 100. Yeah. That project though, I mentioned before, it was the only time I was ever fired by a client. Fast forward, that person later became a client again, and a major, major champion. And it was one of the first times I realized, really, truly, truly appreciated in my career that all those successes that I appreciated and that got me promotions and accolades of any kind were because of the team that was doing all of the work with me. I was a very hierarchical person until that project and had the humbling moment of a senior client not wanting to work with me and wanting to work with all the other people on the team. And so I, I usually think back on that uh, experience really, at the time it was awful, uh, but I, I think on it very fondly because it was such a such a pivotal moment where there was, I don't know if you remember this, there were some meetings I could not go into because the client didn't like me and we would send Lakshmi because the client loved Lakshmi, but that's a different story. Everybody loves Lakshmi. Who doesn't love Lakshmi? But literally, there were meetings I was not allowed to go into because the client did not like me and wanted me off the project. So I thank you for, for reflecting on this. But I hope that, you know, in, in another year, we have even new memories. And maybe we can come and talk about some of the, the memories that you now have from launching these two new businesses. That'll be exciting. Thank you, Donna. Thank you for, uh, again, being a part of my journey. And to my family, friends, mentors, everyone that I've worked with and for it. It takes a village mm. to define who we are. And that that's why this the me suite, right? I am here today to recognize who I am and prioritize what I value and live my life in a very different way that's just inspiring, empowering, and enable me to live the me suite. Amazing human Lakshmi Natarajan, everybody. Subscribe to the podcast and give us five stars if you like what you're hearing. And learn more about the MeSuite career coaching and professional development at themesuite.com. It's the-me-suite.com. Suite is spelled like executive suite. This is Donna Peters, and I thank you for having me in your ear right now. Find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded. <laughs>